Are you a man who keeps returning to porn or other unwanted sexual behaviors when what you really want is to be free? If so, we can help. Hi, my name is Jonathan, the founder of Gateway to Freedom. This three-day workshop is for men who want to overcome any kind of sexual struggle or stronghold. Whether you're married, single, or divorced, this powerful intensive weekend will help you uncover what is at the root of your struggle and discover the man God always created you to be. Our next workshop is coming up May 22nd through the 24th in Florida, just outside Orlando. Space is limited, so call us today at 1-800-49-PURITY to register. That's 1-800-497-8748 or visit BeBroken.com. Good day, listeners. Welcome to this edition of the Pure Sex Radio broadcast. We're glad that you've decided to join us. My name is Jonathan, and I got my buddy Steven here. So, how's yes. it going today? Yes, good. I'm glad to be here and doing a podcast. Yeah, it's, I'm telling you. The world you. is right and all is in order. You that's know? right. Yeah, that's good. Well, listeners, um, we like to let you know every now and then that we are a listener supported broadcast. That means the only way that you're seeing us or hearing us is uh, because. We've just had some really kind and generous uh, partners come alongside and support this work. Um, this this means that we get to continue to share the good news of hope in Jesus and and help people who are struggling with all kinds of sexual brokenness issues, uh, relational issues. And what's really neat is we're we're able to see this um, this message go all the way around the world, hundreds of, uh, over a hundred countries with listeners, thousands of listeners all across the globe. Uh, we have listeners actually in the Philippines. We're really grateful to our friends at, at 98.7 DZFE that <laughs> actually great. broadcast over in the Philippines. We're excited for that. Uh, we've got, uh, uh, you know, schools in Bangkok, Thailand that, that have administrators that listen um, and then, of course, people all over the United States. So if you would like to come alongside and partner with us and help us to continue to uh, spread this message of hope and healing, uh, just go to puresexradio.com and click on the donate link. So, Stephen. The topic. Somehow we're going to be talking about negative talking. I've, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I had a conversation with someone recently, and they were trying to figure out why their relationship was not very satisfying. They wanted more. Um and I mean, they love each other and they're committed and they're good people, but there's something that was off. And, and so I'm labeling it negative talking, or we could also call it what's wrong talk. Mm. What's wrong? Okay. So I'm, I'm, I made some points that I wanted to go over. Uh, they sort of outline... Um, some of these reasons why this sort of talking would hinder a relationship mm. from getting where it needs to go. Okay. Right? We're supposed to be people of life and hope and growth. But if you have this one style of talking, it's going to hinder you, which then hinders your spouse, their ability to talk, because um, they have to respond to it. And it sort of sets an agenda and so then it impacts the relationship. And and so I just, I wanted to sort of highlight this so that you maybe could see it and, and, and maybe if it's hindering your relationship. 
I was going to say, why do I get the feeling that I'm going to be highly convicted oh, during this I have podcast? no idea. <laughs> Number one. Elaine, if you're listening out there, uh, we'll talk about this, okay? <laughs> so, so when you, my dear husband, come home, and you, you have this pattern of saying what's wrong, and it's how you talk, and it goes like this. You know, the traffic was bad. And, you know, people are stupid. And I hate lines, long lines, every time I go to the store, you know? And then somebody will do something dumb. They don't even know how to park. Yeah, and the weather was bad. It's, it's, it's what's wrong. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm talking to you, but the theme of my talking is filled with what's wrong. Mm. Say something. Like I said, convicted already, man, you know. Uh, you know, it's interesting because I think if I'm hearing you right, it sounds like what you're saying is there's a there's almost like a template that a person might have mm. to how they're going to probably address any subject, right? Yeah. So you're saying whether it was work or traffic or at the That's grocery right. store, the grid is, I'm just seeing what's wrong. Yes, and kind of the idiocy of every person that I come in contact with. Yes. Um, I could certainly see how that is a hard person to dialogue with. Yes. Right? Yes, because my second point is when you talk with that style, it hinders us from knowing each other. Yeah, because how do I respond to you saying, the traffic sucked today? Yeah. Yeah, it's what, really hard, kind of hard for me. It's like that's I can. Right. It's kind of you're kind of it stopped right there. You didn't tell me necessarily uh, something about you or uh, yes. how do I respond to that? You know. Now the dilemma is there's no emotions to it, right? It's all logic. It's fact and logic, but there's no emotion because because if I came home and said, you know, I'm, I'm frustrated. You know, it's mm. it's been a rough day today. Then I'm down in my emotions. Mm-hmm. But if I just tell you what's wrong, it sort of confuses the other person because what's the right thing to say about that? Because you're not really telling me about you. Yeah. You're telling me about these facts. And so point number two is it hinders our dialogue. Yeah, see, so if I flipped it around, so if my wife came home and she had the you know what's wrong template that she's saying, my natural inclination as a man fixer would be great. I'll tell you how to avoid that traffic tomorrow, and I'll tell you what route to take, and I'll tell yes. you a different way. Not seeing that if I – would it be f- fair to say that the what's wrong thinking, even though it's up in logic and it's up kind of just in the facts, is still connected to that person's emotion even if they can't express it? So, like, for That's instance – That's a good point. So, they, yeah, it's implied in there. I'm but they may not know how to communicate that, right? right they, they don't, don't know how to, say that. See, I can help you if you tell me where you are. But if you tell me the facts of the day, the weather, I hate these gray days. I just hate, no, gray days. It's so gray out there. Maybe I'm not much in. It's just gray. This, the weather's bad. See, I'm not saying anything about me. Mm-hmm. It's the weather that's bad. Don't you hate these bad days? When do we even get some good weather, right? And then it's like, uh, I don't know. I don't know. You're my friend. I want to talk to you. But you're talking about this thing and what's wrong with this thing. Yeah. And so my mission, point number three, is to 
to know you and to enjoy you, right? To comfort one another, for our relationship to grow. But if you just tell me negative factual things, I can't, my mission doesn't work. Yeah. I can't comfort you because I don't know. I don't know what you're saying. Yeah. And and I guess the, the other thing that becomes very dangerous about this if it is I guess if that negative talk is the template through which you kind of are seeing life, then what does that mean when you start talking about me? Right? Because okay. then that probably People. means that whatever I do is going to fit into that negative template somehow, right? Yes. And What's um, wrong? All the wrong. That's right? a stupid way to fill, fill the dishwasher. Yeah. You know, I mean... Something like that that could, could still be move over this way. Yeah. You're saying maybe it's over there now, but it's coming around. And that right? might be another reason why it's very, very hard to have dialogue with the person who has the negative talk template, because if this person kind of sees everything as this is stupid and I don't, and that's you know bad. Well, man, I'm I'm kind of in their space right now. Is that then going to come fall on me? Right. So, so point number four would be negative talk says to me, you're under stress, but about things I can do nothing about. I can't mm. fix the grocery store. I can't fix the traffic. I can't fix the weather. But you are under stress, and you're telling me about things I, can, I have no power control over, and I'm confused. Do, do, you, do you want me to do something? Or, or you want me to complain too? Do you want me to agree with you? I know you're under stress. But you're not telling me, man, I was overwhelmed. I'm exhausted. You're, not, you're telling me these factual bad stories, right, to me. And I'm mm-hmm. supposed to do something because I can see you're stressed, but but it's confusing. Yeah. Yeah, so what do I do, Stephen? <laughs> right, right. No, that's good. So, So it stands in the way. My fifth point would be negative talk stands in the way of enjoying one another. Here we are in this moment in time. I haven't seen you all day. You just came home from work, right? So we have an opportunity to connect and to affirm and to nurture. And you're going to use our talk time to tell me about bad things. Mm. But I'm your friend and I'm here and we're together. And the only thing you can do with our time together is tell me what's wrong out there, outside our door. Mm. And you're bringing it into our house, into our relationship, and you're acting like we're having a conversation, but all you're doing is postponing our life because I can't do anything about those things. You know, as you're saying this, one of the things that I think we, uh, that I've seen over the years in our, like in our gateway workshops, when we gather these men mm-hmm. who've had, you know, all kinds of sexual brokenness, there's obviously a lot of isolation, a lot of shame, um, a lot of emotional immaturity, right? All those kind of things. A lot of what you're saying here, I think I see this a lot in the conversation patterns that these men have learned to develop. Is in other words, keep everything out of the emotional mm. realm. So when you know, we sometimes talk about how guys will gravitate towards sports, politics, and weather, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm thinking about I've had dozens and dozens of people over the years, guys that I've had conversations with where this has been their template in relationship to those areas of sports, politics, weather, is like negative, negative, negative. Did you see what so-and-so coach did with that? And oh. That was a stupid move. And, you know, and, and, and it's just and like— it fills a lot of time and space 
And the thing is, is then I realize when those conversations are over 10, 20 minutes later and that person walks away, I'm like, I have no idea who that is. Yeah, that's right. I didn't. I don't know a anything. thing about that person. No, he you had know? me talking out there, and we were together here, mm-hmm. right? Because when I see you, I want to know how you're doing. I don't want to know what's wrong with the world, but but there's this little pattern where we say these things that are sort of interesting and shocking and surprising, and and they pull people in. Mm-hmm. But it's exactly what you said. We had a moment to connect. And you wasted it mm. on something out there that makes no difference to us. Yeah. Right? You, we missed the what mission that, of life of connecting. And what that communicates, I think, is that um, it communicates our sense of value or devaluing of that other person. Right? Oh, that's one of my points. Yeah. That's one of my points. You're right. Because, because it, here I am in this moment with all the value and worth that I have— and what are you doing with me in this conversation? Mm-hmm. I'm just right. pointing you to all the negative things out That's in the right. world. And I want to see you, and I want to laugh and play. And remember, life is about oneness and bonding. And we're taking a beautiful moment, and you want me to go over there? Yeah. When you could be here, you're missing it. So that's one of the points. Negative talk is talking at me. Mm. Right? You're telling me a bunch of stuff that's sort of irrelevant to me. The traffic when you came home was bad. Well, I'm here. I'm not there. I'm, right? What do you want to feel? You you don't like your coworker because he doesn't talk to you, and you want to you want to just you want to complain about the wage you get and the complain. Well, I'm just sitting here, and this is life, and we could do something. Now, let me, and I don't want to. I may be getting too far ahead of myself here because I can imagine some of our listeners, and and I'm thinking this too, is okay. I, I may be getting what you're saying about this idea of the negative talk template being a way that just sort of doesn't get into a person's emotions. It's talking at a person. Yes. You're not actually connecting. Um, but aren't there negative things that happen in life? Yes. And so there must be a way to communicate that. Mm-hmm without using this negative talk template, right? right, right. Am I getting too far ahead of myself here? No, no, here? I think you're absolutely right. But but remember, we're exaggerating a point mm-hmm. so that we can see it, right? Because in reality, things go bad and we want to talk about them. But you understand there are people that are listening to us right now that are the lights and the bells and the whistles are going off, going every conversation I have is this. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Yeah. I, I'm seeing something here, right? So let's get to the end, and then we'll add some okay. upside or something. Because my seventh point is it stunts us, right? We're doing something that looks energetic and busy, but we're not learning each other. So it stunts us. And, in fact, if I'm honest, it sucks all the good talk out of our talk time. Mm. If it And actually, it... it it actually has the great potential for completely shutting down dialogue, right? Because yeah. if if you talk enough negative at me, I'll just leave. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. I, I, I'm not interested. Because you didn't need me or want me. There's nothing I can say. That's right. So Right. So negative talk is not living. I'm on point nine. It's not good living. Yeah, we got, things happen. Things break. Or, or you you had some uh, a fast food order. Hey, they get it wrong sometimes, right? 
that's life, right? But if if you pay attention to the conversations, that they're they're damaging the relationship. They're sucking life out of the relationship. They're missing the mission of life, right? That's why we're pointing this out. So look, the truth is you're a good person, but this is just a bad habit. You have a bad habit of seeing the negative, saying the negative. And I don't know how you got trained that way, but but we're we're supposed to be on growth mission here, right? So could we just see it as a bad habit that maybe we could move and shift into a better habit? Yeah, that's something that I think is really important to point out is for those people that are out there that are going, hey, yeah, the, the, the lights are going off, the whistles are blowing. I'm realizing, my goodness, this is, this is my talk template. I'm the negative talker. Um, instead of you now dousing yourself in shame, mm-hmm. recognize, hey, it's a poor coping mechanism. It's bad training. That's right. But it's fixable. Absolutely. Like you don't have to stay stuck in this template. So I want them to have some sense of hope of like, and and I hope we can eventually give them some tips on how do you sort of break out of that. And because I'm thinking, like I said before, I think a lot of what the negative talk template is is it's a it's an unskilled way of trying to share your emotions but you're not actually tapping in to right. how to do that. Right. In other words, when somebody says the weather is terrible, that's probably still connected to their emotion somewhere. Absolutely. Like yeah. I really feel depressed when it's yeah. cloudy yes. outside. Or I'm tired. But I they don't know how to express the emotional side of things. Exactly so I just want to let right. listeners know you can be retrained in how you So really talk. we could jump ahead a minute and talk about that because because you're spot on. Because you're looking at a person who's not trained emotionally to use emotional language and who's not in touch with themselves. So they're overusing their logic, right? Mm -hmm. And what's, you know, what they're talking about news now, they're saying news is about crisis, right? Right. What's the next crisis? We have to keep people sort of, and have you noticed how exhausting it is watching the news? It's like crisis, 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 crisis. Right, there's something dynamic and it sort of pulls you in. It's sort of interesting, right? But it's exhausting. It's very exhausting. And so the whole idea that that you can tell me what the latest crisis is, what's wrong, the bad thing, it's a way to talk, right? But it's it's a limited way, and that's what we're pointing out here: is the emotional program isn't working. We're not tapping in deep enough. Um, it's, the person thinks they're doing what they're most people that are doing negative talking don't know it. Right. I mean, they don't know that it's not useful. They came trained from people that did this, so they do it. They came from disconnected people, so they're disconnected, and they think this is living. And the trickiest part of this is how do you get to somebody to see themselves, right? Because we were talking in another episode about Gateway. And how when you unpack your story, you can see your own story. Mm-hmm. And when you see your story, then you can shift your story. But we're talking about people that are just going, well, what's wrong with the way I talk? Yeah. And that's the other thing, too, is I think for people that maybe have this negative talk template, it's a tricky thing to challenge them on that, right? Or to even be able to help them see that. That's because right. Because... Here's, would you agree that, um, or I'd love to hear your comments on this, because I think as we're talking more and more about this, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, you mentioned earlier that the, the negative talk template immediately tells me that you are a person under stress. 
Yes. So could it be true then that this is a person that is sort of sitting on potential landmines mm-hmm. of emotion? Right. So therefore, in some ways, maybe the negative talk template is like a coping, even if they're yes. unaware of it. No, that's right. So the thing is, if you start trying to dig and start trying to poke and pry, this whole thing could get set off, right? That's right. They're not going to be happy <laughs> yeah. that you have a mirror and you're saying, could you look at you? Because first of all, their template is negative, right? <laughs> That's going to be their response. So it's like, <laughs> that's good. They might just say, you're a that's jerk. Right. You're, you know. That's right. So I'm going down my list. I'm on 11. Negative talk is just a list of complaints. Mm. So we're together and we're going to spend time and you're going to tell me your complaints. Okay. But you know what negative talk, this is 12. You know what negative talk does? It invites me to talk negative. Yeah, everybody just gets pulled down, right? That's right. Yeah. I'm going to say, you know, it's bad. Well, it was bad. You know, it was last week, it was bad. You almost start comparing your your negativity, right? That's right. And so it's how you talk, and I'm trying to connect with you. So I'll be negative too, so we can seem like we... Mm. But after a while, I'm exhausted because we're not having deep connection. We're not working on emotional growth, right? All we're doing is having heads exchange information and it's usually not constructive it's not building or nurturing good honorable true pure right it's wrong yeah talk yeah so um so i'm down to 13 on my list and when you talk negative it makes me feel powerless because i can't do anything about most of the things you're talking about right yeah it makes me feel worthless because what worth do i have you just want to tell me what's wrong. Why am I here? Where's my worth? In fact, I'll dial it another notch down. I feel like your slop bucket. Mm. You want to tell me? You, you haven't seen me all day, and you come home, and you want to tell me what's wrong? Well, what yeah. am I to you? Is that it? The slop bucket where you throw all your complaints and you walk away? Right. I have no power. I have no worth. And you tell me all these terrible things, and then you walk away and act like we had a conversation. Mm. Man, that's good. Uh, I think um, the challenge here is that for those folks that are out there that are maybe realizing, I, I do this. I have the negative talk template. I have, I've, I've made other people my slop bucket. Um, and even if there's a sense of they're recognizing this and realizing that it has been on almost a purely subconscious level that they've been doing this, um, how do we, where's the sense of hope for change? Like, how do you, how do you begin to help? Cause again, if the, if, yes, the, if the templates, the problem, if the templates yeah, negative, yeah then it's not as if you can just flip a switch and go, I'm going to be positive now, or I'm going to be tapped into my emotions. So so this talk isn't even for the negative person. Mm. It's for the person who feels terrible living with the negative talker. Mm, Okay. Because if they see what's going on, then maybe they could do some things to help themselves too, right? It's not always, we don't always get to change our spouse. Not right. But we got to figure out what am I living in here? Why is this hard? What's what's difficult about the conversations I have with you? So would some of this include for that person then that's living with the negative talker? Mm-hmm. Um, because we could say, listen, all the negative talk is is there's still an emotional person underneath that, right? 
would one of the ways to try to sort of shift the script be to ask about the emotions underneath certain things? Okay. So I'm going to make a few more points. Okay. And then I want you to make sure we get I get there because there's either this is for the negative talker, which I really hope God will use his spirit yes, to yeah. quicken in someone because you and I can't change anybody. Right. But when they're listening, see, I think what we do is we put a mirror on each other. Yeah. Because when I see you doing something and I say, hey, you know you do that? It's like, hey, I'm your brother and I got a mirror. Can you look at yourself? Do you like this about you? You want to do something mm-hmm. about this? If you don't, you can die the same, right? Because yeah. you're going to put a mirror on me and we're going to see each other's weakness, especially in marriage. Yeah, yeah. Right? So the point is, if we can give, in this case, her some hope, and if he could hear and God could quicken in him, I'm sort of working on both halves. And so then I'll, at the end, I'll do both halves. So let me make this these last few points. So I have, as 14, I have, um, you talk about things, but you don't talk about yourself. Mm. So I don't know you very well. And I got married so we could know each other. Yeah. 15, you just stay in logic, right? And if you're in logic all the time, you don't know your emotions and you don't know my emotions. Right. Because we're having this very logical negative dialogue. And this negative talk is weakening our marriage and it's breaking me down. I'm getting tired in this Mm -hmm. marriage. Yeah, that's good. So so then there's the, the... the negative talker who doesn't know that this is how they talk. And they thought everybody talked like this. It came from a family to talk like this. So this is not about blame, right? This is about, hey, can you see this? And then what we're trying to show you, the negative talker, this is hurting your wife and your marriage and stunting you. And, and for the spouse, maybe the wife that's in this relationship, for her to catch her breath and say, Lord, give me some wisdom here, because I'm going to have to confront him and say, okay, we'll talk negative sometimes, but can we talk about feelings sometimes mm-hmm. too? And it or goes can- both ways. Sometimes the wife is the negative talker. Absolutely. You know, and, Absolutely. And I think this is helpful even, even beyond marriage. Just in any relationship, any kind of community. That's right. You where go to you church, have, you yeah. have friends. You go. Everybody knows this person. Yeah. Every time you talk to them, they tell you what's wrong. Yeah. It's like they're exhausting. Having been, uh, you know, now that I recognize I've been a negative talker <laughs> in, in recovery for many, many years. <laughs> oh, good, good. I good. would say to the negative talkers out there, if you start, if you're hearing this and you're realizing, oh, this is sounding a lot like me, and you're you're feeling that sense of conviction, I would say some things that might be helpful is uh, is number one, there is great power and cleansing and just repenting before God Amen. of the fact that I have been somebody that has been spreading negativity, mm. not sharing myself, not sharing my humanity with yes. others. Uh, but the other thing too, is I think it's extremely beneficial and necessary that you have some grace filled friends mm. that you can start sort of unpacking this with and just asking for that mirror from people that are not going to be necessarily folks that you have made your slop bucket or whatever, but people that that can say, 
I can help you with this. Maybe somebody, you know, who, who's willing to admit, hey, I've come from that same kind of background. I know what it's mm. like to be just spewing negativity because uh, we need grace-filled friends that can be able to say, let's pull out the mirror. Let's keep working on this. And then the last thing I would say is that uh, this idea of you talk about things and not about yourself and that you stand logic, you don't know your emotions. I'm not kidding, listeners. Google emotion words. Google the term emotion words. If you're a person that knows, I, I don't know how to connect yes. to my emotions. And you'll have all these lists that will come up, some even with like facial pictures and expressions. Right. You need to go on a mission of learning yourself emotionally. Yeah. And, and let's start simple. Words. And start trying to, when, when you feel yourself getting into that negative mode, like you're driving home and you know you're going through the list in your mind of everything that was wrong about the day, ask yourself the next question of, what was I feeling about that? And then maybe just limit it to one or two of those feelings that, yeah, they're negative. You didn't feel great, but you're going to express that in an emotional way to your spouse, not in just a, I, I hate the world kind of a, a and, way. And so a wife could go to Google and emotional words and, and print out a list and just, if if her husband was willing, say, pick any word yeah, and, and use one word and tell me about you and that word today. Mm-hmm. And then tomorrow, you can't pick that one again. Pick another word. And yeah. we're introducing words and dialogue and emotion. So so there is a little training aspect to this. Yes, right? and don't think that you're going – and be careful. Be careful, negative talkers out there, because you are so prone to pure logic only mm-hmm. in your head that you could even think of what Stephen just said as an exercise and go, okay, there's 27 things on here. We're going to check, 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 and just go through and check the box instead of actually saying, no, I want to retrain how I mm-hmm. communicate and how I talk. It's a slow process, but I think it's worth it because um, couldn't the world use less negative talkers? Uh, amen. I mean, just couldn't just even our families, our homes, our communities. Absolutely. So let's go on a mission, folks, of trying to understand where we have been that negative talker um, and, and, and try to change. But also for those of us who have been the slop buckets of other people's negative talk, um, did you know that there's somebody who can identify with you better than other and his name is Jesus? Mm. If anybody knows what it's like to be somebody's slop bucket of negative talk, Mm. It's Jesus. Mm. And what did he do? He said, I love you anyway. So let's go on a mission to be like him in how we respond to this. So, folks, we we know that this has probably opened a can of worms for a lot of you. We're here to help and walk alongside you. If you've got more questions about this or just need help in your journey, please reach out to us. But we look forward to having you back here again next time on the Pure Sex Radio broadcast. Take care. God bless. Pure Sex Radio is paid for by Be Broken Ministries. Visit us online at puresexradio.com.